Guideline First Look Guideline for a Safe Environment of Care by Lisa Croak The updated AORN, Guideline for a Safe Environment of Care, provides recommendations regarding maintaining a safe environment of care for perioperative patients and personnel. According to Renee Wright, AORN perioperative practice specialist and lead author of the guideline, readers should note that the information on noise and distractions can be found in the AORN Guideline for Team Communication. Quote, A review of the evidence on the topic made it clear that noise and distraction strongly influence the quality of communication between members of the perioperative team. So the content was moved to the Team Communication Guideline, where there was already some discussion of noise and distractions. End quote, she said. Quote, This move also eliminates any overlap between the two guidelines. End quote. The ambulatory supplement also was eliminated, with the recommendations incorporated into the full guideline. The guideline, which was last updated in 2018, will be available in AORN eGuidelines Plus in December 2023. Fire Safety The section on fire safety includes multiple new and revised recommendations, a refreshed fire triangle, and a new fire risk assessment and prevention algorithm. A new recommendation was added that the interdisciplinary team that develops the fire safety plan should review the NFPA 99 Healthcare Facilities Code and the NFPA 101 Life Safety Code to identify elements required by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Quote, This is to help readers distinguish between the 2012 editions of NFPA 99 and 101 which were adopted by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and are considered regulatory, and newer editions, which still provide guidance but generally are not regulatory unless the state or local jurisdiction has adopted it. End quote, Wright said. The responsibility to perform a fire risk assessment as part of the preoperative briefing to determine if any of the three elements of the fire triangle are present was shifted to the whole perioperative team rather than just the RN circulator. Quote, The evidence really points to a team approach to fire safety in the OR. If anyone sees or notices something, they can and should say something. End quote. Wright said, quote, Anyone can identify a fire risk, and everyone should collaborate to mitigate the risks that are identified. End quote. New recommendations also were added that cognitive aids, for example, algorithm checklist, may be used during the fire risk assessment and that the fire risk assessment, along with interventions implemented, should be documented in each patient's electronic health record. A recommendation was revised to indicate that perioperative team members should work together to implement interventions that address the risks identified during the fire risk assessment. The recommendation to prevent flammable skin antiseptic solutions from pulling under, on, or near the patient was revised to include moving any materials soaked in the solution away from ignition sources and the patient care vicinity, that is, six feet away, in addition to placing sterile or clean towels near the preparation site to absorb drips, using sterile towels to absorb excess solution from prepped skin or for drying, if indicated and removing materials wet with the solution before draping. Because surgical fires can be traumatic for personnel, a new recommendation was added that, 
when a surgical fire occurs. Involved personnel should be given the chance to participate in team debriefings and be screened for signs of workplace trauma. For example, sleep problems before returning to clinical work. Quote, the literature supports team training as an essential component of fire safety education. Building that team awareness of each person's role in fire prevention and fire management should a fire occur. End quote, Wright said. As such, a new recommendation was added that all perioperative team members, for example, perioperative nurses, surgical technologists, surgeons, anesthesia professionals, surgical assistants, should be included in fire safety training and drills. A new recommendation also was added that fire safety training may include the use of simulation and technology, for example, virtual reality. Latex-safe environment According to Wright, this updated guideline expands on the concept of a latex-safe environment to recommend establishing a latex safety program to mitigate risks of latex allergy and sensitivity for patients and personnel with suggested program components. Quote, The goal is to take the evidence and use it to support healthcare organizations in developing programs that work for them so that they are not having to start from square one or reinvent the wheel. End quote, she said. Quote, we have synthesized the programmatic elements that should be included from the regulatory side, from research studies, and from other facilities that have established and implemented successful programs and plans. It is like a roadmap for success. End quote. Examples of specific components of a latex safety program include policies and procedures for management of latex allergy and latex precautions, protocols for creating a latex-safe environment, an evaluation and use of products made from latex-safe alternatives, when available, a list of latex products and latex-safe alternatives, and an evaluation of patient risk. A recommendation also was added that healthcare organizations must accommodate personnel with a latex allergy or sensitivity and provide personal protective equipment alternatives. Hazardous Chemicals the healthcare organization must establish and implement a chemical safety plan that includes specific components, such as policies and procedures for safe handling, disposal, and emergency response to exposure or spills, a schedule to evaluate and review chemical hazards, a written hazard communication plan and respiratory protection plan, and ways to monitor personnel exposure to chemicals. The written hazard communication plan also should include a list of hazardous chemicals used in the facility, ways of updating personnel on these hazards, a description of possible health risks, chemical labels, signage, and other warnings, safety data sheets, and continued training. Wright indicated that this updated guideline includes generalized recommendations for spill management for all chemicals, not just methyl methacrylate. Quote, Methyl methacrylate is not the only chemical that can spill and put personnel and patients at risk, and the recommended interventions were not just applicable to spills involving methyl methacrylate, so they were revised to be generalizable to any kind of chemical spill. End quote, she said. Actions to take to manage spills include containing and isolating the area, attending to people experiencing signs or symptoms of exposure, reporting or preparing to manage the spill, 
implementing approaches outlined in the manufacturer's instructions for use in safety data sheet. For example, donning personal protective equipment, using a spill kit, and following the organization's procedures for reporting exposures and the spill, obtaining care, and being monitored. Conclusion This updated guideline provides new and revised recommendations on developing fire safety plans, performing fire risk assessments, fire safety training, establishing latex safety programs and chemical safety plans, among others. Quote, The purpose of this guideline is to maintain a safe environment of care for perioperative patients and personnel and prevent injuries or harm by mitigating the risks associated with all the topics covered within this guideline. End quote. Wright concluded.